Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. And yes, it is Christmas Eve, but it is also the eve of the 2021 WJC Tournament. Hockey that matters, AJ, is finally back. Are you ready to dive into a bunch of prospects or what? I'm ready to dive into competitive hockey, especially after watching the NBA open up. Yeah, the um, Nuggets game was brutal, man. <laughs> and and like remembering how inferior all the other sports are to hockey. Uh, as an all-sport fan, normally it annoys me when hockey fans act like that, but it's just true. And watching the fiasco that is NBA officiating last night has me so excited. To get back to being pissed off about offsides challenges, it's going to be amazing. And then tomorrow we get to we get literally a Christmas present of our first competitive hockey since the cup. Yeah, it's it's been far too long. Of course, oh, hello, there've sir. been some European leagues and QMJHL games around the world, but nothing quite as competitive nothing quite in this case with team canada as abs related as the wjc's are going to be so yeah um might be the last time for a little while that the abs are prominently featured at wjc's uh they've got three guys as part of team canada two of them should be playing in significant roles and then you know, one guy on Team USA who's kind of a quieter guy, but should be, you know, we'll be, we'll be fun to watch him. But it might be the last time for a while. Um, yeah. All their other guys are going to age out. They don't have any second round picks for the next couple of years. Third round picks don't tend to typically make a whole lot of noise. Unless they uh, start hitting on their late first round picks, which I mean, fingers crossed, of course, but. Yeah, like Justin Barron, right? Yeah, like, exactly. But, um, even then, you know, there, it, this might be the last time that we have uh, a chance to see multiple high-profile avalanche prospects play prominent roles in the WJCs for quite a while. Yeah, I certainly would agree. Certainly, you have to think the last time we see three-plus abs on the same team, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, unless unless they just like start drafting purely Swiss kids. Yeah, right. There you go. Hey, all right. I'm looking at this team Austria roster, and they're like outside of Rossi. They're all 2021 eligibles. So yeah, well, <clears throat> we'll get we'll get there. Yeah, I know, I know. But let's uh, let's start with Team Canada. Let's start with the Avs guys. We've talked about them before, but we can kind of just run this down again. The Avs sending three players in: Bowen Byram, Alex Newhook, and Justin Barron. All there. Uh, Bowen Byram is expected to essentially be Canada's number one D. Alex Newhook has kind of been moving up the lineup throughout. I guess you'll call it training camp. I don't know. They're in and out of quarantine all the time, but he's yeah. looking like he's getting time at two center at this point. And then Justin Barron looks like he's probably going to be on the bottom pair or maybe even a seventh D we'll see. But nonetheless, Ed, the Avs have two very prominent names on team Canada and then a third guy as well. Yeah. Um, new hook has kind of been on their uh, kind of a grit and grind kind of line 
mm-hmm. um, next to Peltier and Dylan Holloway. Yep. <clears throat> Two guys who are, you know, they're hard on pucks. Uh, they play a real physical game. Very, uh, very good compliments to new hooks over the top skill level. Uh, not to take away from New Hook's own doggedness defensively, he's a, he's a decent he's decent in his own zone and, when he wants and getting to better. Be. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think that especially with Kirby Doc's injury, that you know, out for the tournament now, they um, they're going to need Alex New Hook to play well. Not that not that they don't have eight other centers that can jump in and take that spot because they do but they uh they they're gonna need alex new to play pretty well yeah i no argument against that i mean i look canada are almost always the favorites coming into this type of thing uh particularly in a year where a team like sweden has basically had their roster decimated but yeah well and you look at their group too is even even in a normal year the group that they're in particularly is, strong yeah it's like Canada's gonna roll that that group yep hard you know it's Canada and Finland and then it's like who cares because yep. Switzerland Slovakia and Germany aren't gonna scare anybody at this point especially a severely compromised German team. Yeah, healthy. You maybe have a little bit of hope for Germany, but even then, you're not expecting a ton. Yeah, and uh, I believe they're going in with like three forward lines. Yeah, to their first game. So names, non-prospect people will recognize are pretty much Stutzla and Paterka, and that's it. I mean, they could be. Again, that's that's the of the group that's the weaker of them, so they could still make some noise, but they're not gonna. Uh, so much wind got taken out of the sails of the German team before they ever got started because of positive test results. Yep. So it sucks. Um, it, we won't really get to see the German the team. Proper German team, yeah. Yeah, it'll be a bummer. But Team Canada, team. I feel like Team Canada is particularly strong this year. Usually. There's somewhere on their team that you're kind of like, uh. <laughs> but these guys are just, and and I am I'm, they're not in a group with the United States, so I'm I'm free to guilt free root for Team Canada just for the abs prospects alone. I can I can hope the that they do well. Stage, yeah, yeah, and then whenever they play each other, then you know the hate is on, especially in this house. <laughs> so. Looking, uh, looking forward to that. But the Canadian team, man, I mean, they're just stacked. They're the easy yep. favorites. You can't talk about WJCs without talking about, you know, they they won the gold medal. They are dominant. I mean, this, this team is incredibly talented. And we could look back on this group in five, ten years and think, holy smokes. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking... I'm just comparing to Team Finland, and Team Canada has one player that is not drafted, and that's because he's a 2021 eligible. 
whereas Team Finland, arguably their biggest competition in that group, has at least a handful of undrafted players. Well, and the majority of the Canadians are first and second round picks, too. Yep, exactly. I think the majority of them are first rounders. I don't even think they're second. Yeah, it's it's just a little bit ridiculous, the riches of Canada, when it comes to the WJCs. So, certainly you have to think Canada is the favorites. Certainly. Yeah, I mean, Philip Tomasino, before the dock injury, was their 14th forward. Yep. <laughs> Tomasino, I mean, Tomasino is a guy that I loved in his draft year. Yep. And had it has been a has gotten significantly better the last couple of years. A meaningful prospect for Avs fans to fear uh, as as a Nashville Predator prospect. But for that guy to be the 14th forward, you have to be stacked. I mean, Shane Wright didn't even make this team. Yeah, I mean, not only that, but this was a team that had multiple, multiple players removed from it, not because of COVID, but because the NHL teams were like, nah, we need that guy. Right. I mean, Kirby Doc could have been easily been one of them, too. Yep. Bowen Byron could have been one of them. And they would have just, you know, but Byron would have been a little tougher to replace because, you know, high-end defensemen like yeah. that are just, Hard to come to by, around it. for sure. Even even for the Canadians, it's a little tougher to come by. You you say that, but you know, you look at their defense and you go, "Oh well, yeah. this is a bunch of first round picks." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, really looking forward to watching Justin Barron in that environment. Yep. You know, we've we've done so much talking about New Hook and Byram for a couple of years, and we expect Byram to play in the NHL this year. Uh, at, at at some level, like at some point, he'll he'll get into a game. Uh, we expect Alex Newhook to be in the NHL next season. Justin Barron, kind of like the the torchbearer of the future, I guess, like the real, yeah. like the distant ish future. You know, theoretically, he could be in the AHL next season, and then the NHL the year after that. So it, it may not be like. You know, we're not, we may not be talking about three years, but we could be talking about it. It's years. still the next wave of guys, right? Yeah. He's someone that, especially with the injuries he's dealt with in his draft year running over into this year. Yeah. As an Av, we've seen a handful of Q games from him, and that's it. And yep. now we get to jump in and see him against the best competition there is at his age level. So yeah, and he'll be playing more of a depth role. So I'm For not sure. expecting, I'm not expecting stardom here, but you want to see him. You know, you want to see him do well. You want to see him have a good showing and use it as a springboard for moving ahead. You know, very much like what we saw at Connor Timmons. We didn't we we didn't have high expectations for him in those WJCs. It was like, hey, we'll see how we'll we'll see if he gets in the lineup. Made the team, got in the lineup, performed very very well, and you know that was his, that was a launching point for him into a great year and what has been mostly positive development for him for him as a prospect. Look, I mean, we've talked about it. Connor Timmons would be in the NHL if it were not. For, for the injuries and the abs, yeah, yeah, like he would be in he would be in the NHL for a bunch of other teams already. Yep, like he'd be playing he he'd be a top four defender for Winnipeg right now. 
<laughs> it's it's exciting that we get to watch all of these Avs guys. Uh, but you also will have uh, Drew Hellison over on Team USA as well, which neat. Uh, yeah. Hellison is not a guy you're going to hear get his name called very much. But the fact that he's there is still someone else to watch. Still a, an interesting opportunity for him to do his thing. Um, a similar vein to Baron, I guess you could say, where, look, you're still expecting this guy to be a couple of years away from even knocking on the door of an NHL spot. But mm-hmm. the Avs, given the defense that they have, with Bowen Byram, Connor Timmons coming very, very soon, Justin Barron shortly after that. If it looks like Hellison can hang, then the Avs have a, a very deep defensive prospect pool. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he honestly is a you know we've talked about him a lot, but he is a kind of a a unique. sort of style of abs defender you know all the other guys um you know timmons it's a high iq game baron it's it's great great skating good size good all around you know does a little bit of everything at a high level hellison it's great skating real mean streak yep like a real mean streak that i'm excited to see in action i want to you know he's their adam foot Basically, um, I'm I'm excited to see it, man. I want to. He's I I didn't love his pick, and I've been kind of down on him uh, from day one. Uh, some of that is him, and some of that is Colorado's history of not that being able to develop guy. these guys. Yeah. Um. You know, the Abs have historically always kind of had offensive defensemen that they either find or develop. Um. You know. Lyles into Barry into McCarr now. Yep. Um, Hallison is a different breed. You know, they, he's a guy that they've really struggled to bring along, and boy, he would really he would really tie up that defense nicely if he was a legit player. I mean, they they would have they would have too many defender defenders if he ended up panning out. If somehow all these guys pan out, right? You know, and you end up McCarr Timmins. Baron and Hellison all is legit on the right side. You're the one team in the NHL with a surplus of righties. Yeah. It, the Avs are basically set at that point because you also have Gerard and Taves for the foreseeable future on the left yeah. side. Well, and then Byram's in there. And yeah. so you're just like, so stupid. That, that yeah. is just a, a hilarious well, amount of riches. This is where this is where Baron and Hellison, if they each take two more years, you're okay with that. Yep. You know, you don't you're okay need because right away. Yeah. Those those ELCs could prove valuable. The extra year of making sure that they are ready to play the minute they get into the NHL versus maybe using those those last 20 games as like kind of the last road of development for them, you know, where a guy gets there and he's not quite ready, but he plays 20, 30 NHL games and he really smooths it out and you're good to go. 
you maybe give that guy an extra AHL season. Yep. He jumps into the league right away. He's ready to rock. Suddenly you're paying that guy 880K in the year that you're paying McKinnon 13 million. So, right. And that's, yeah. And that's what you need. You're going to, they're going to need those DLCs. They're going to be real valuable. So it's not all about the, the Canadian stars, you know, Byram and new hook. We've already said, everybody already knows they don't need to come to us for any kind of a WJC preview on those two. They're, they're stars. They're going to play big time roles. You should see their, you see a lot of them and they should do lots of things. Um, Baron and Hellison are going to be the guys I think to kind of watch. Definitely more to prove probably from those two. Um, and of course they'll be in, certainly Baron will be in a more limited role. We'll see what Hellison can earn for himself on team USA as they always do seem to lean on those defensive defensemen a little bit more, but yeah. Well, and especially later in the tournament, yep. um, they teams want to tighten it up and, you know, that's why we saw Connor Timmons, the, his role exceeded that of Kale McCars back a couple of years ago because they mean, wanted the guy that they felt. Yeah, there were some yeah. choices made in that one, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kale McCarr looked awesome and everybody was like, well, what's going on? To the point where Ray Ferraro in the gold medal game on television is melting down because he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Worked out okay. So. Good to have you live, Kirk. Sorry to cut you off there, AJ. Uh, no green screen because I went to put it up and I pulled the hook out of my ceiling. So, got to get that fixed. We'll get we'll get it back after Christmas. Don't worry about it. I would have doggo cam, but he's he comes to me when he wants his butt scratched. So it's not great doggo cam footage. Everybody and loves doggo cam. It don't matter. And now and now he just went back upstairs to go back well. to bed. That's a that's a weak dog. Okay. All right. First period break. Hassel Cattle Company, the official stake of the world championships. The WFC is held in Dallas. They have 1500 chefs from 45 states and 20 countries all competing for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The Super Bowl of food sports. They get eight hundred and fifty ribeyes. For the shed steak cook-off, I don't know what to tell you. Like, You could go win money by being awesome at cooking, and that's exactly what Hassel Cattle Company does. So if you want to try some of the best steaks in the country, certainly, if not in the world, Hassel Cattle Company is the one for you. Damn good beef. Now alongside our damn good beer from Breckenridge Brewery. Why not jump in on it? Their blue-collar Wagyu is the best Wagyu that every man and woman can afford. I had their Wagyu burgers last week, and mm, they're just so good. I don't know how to even explain it because they're like unbelievably juicy burgers, and there's something in my head that feels wrong about eating a burger without like ketchup and condiments and stuff on it, but I didn't eat any. I was just like, I'm just going to eat this burger plain because it was that good. So Hassel Cattle Company, get on it. Give it a try today. They're, all of their meat is, is delicious. Their burgers are, are maybe my favorite, but they offer just about any kind of meat that you can imagine. Bacon-wrapped sausage, yeah, they got that. You want just a ribeye steak? Yeah, they got that. You name it. They have you covered. When you go on over to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10, you'll get 10% off your order, and any over orders over $200 or more get free shipping as well. So check them out, and we promise you will not be disappointed. And 
Starting this evening over the Christmas weekend, we have a WGT golf tournament for all y'all. The Ho-Ho Hole-in-One Challenge, where you can play closest to the hole and win yourself some DNVR merch simply for playing. If you don't have it yet, go to dnvrgolf.com to download the game and search for DNVR4 to join our fourth clubhouse. Play in the club tournament. Just search for tournament once you get in. You play, you get to the final score, take a screenshot of that, submit it into info at thednvr.com or the pinned tweet on the main DNVR Sports Twitter account. Once you've sent that to us, you're entered to win. And at the end on Monday, we will draw a winner and you'll be able to choose your choice of a free shirt or mask, which we will ship directly to you for free. Get on in on it. Win yourself some free stuff. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, are we Austria stands now? Uh, this podcast officially endorses Team Austria. <laughs> there so, you yes. go. The official we announcement. Stands. We are Austria stands. We are betting on Team Austria because why not? I mean, does this team actually have a chance of getting out of groups um well so they play in the tough group yeah if they if they played if they were playing in the group with germany i would feel a whole lot better (laughs) but i mean this is a this is a tough group united i mean the united states sweden russia czech republic Austria. Yeah, that's uh, that's some some big it's an names. Uphill climb, man. Yeah, it's an uphill climb. Uh, I actually like. I I like some of the talent, uh, especially at the at forward. Um. I the, my biggest hang up is the goaltending. I don't know that they have a goaltender. Yeah. Bunch of bunch of random kind of dudes playing in some yeah like questionable leagues <laughs> their best goaltender is playing in like the third junior league in finland yeah and he's not put up great numbers not that i'm not that i can tell you what a good number in that league looks like because you know when you look at goaltending and it's funny because we look at things like uh save percentage and goals against average and we're like oh you know we view it in NHL terms. Sure. A guy with a 2.2 and a 9.22 save percentage. And we're like, yes. But then you go over and you look at a guy in the KHL and it's like, yeah, it's good for like 15th. Yep. You know, where you're the like, dude, oh. dropping a 9.50 in that league. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like, like Pablo Franzos was like casual, like a 9.45 goaltender in the KHL, you know, yeah. like we and then and well and then there are other leagues that are are the opposite of that you know you get a you get a goaltender in the just say like the queue that has you know like a 908 and you're like oh it's not very good and then you go and you look around you look at some of the goalies around them and you look at you know the top goalies in that league and you're like oh i'll take that i'll take that 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 908 with there only being like five starting goaltenders that have an above 900 save percentage or something you know like all the all the leagues are different. Yeah, for sure. But to have like an eight seventy save percentage in the third junior league in Finland doesn't feel great. 
does not inspire a lot of confidence that the Austrians are going to be able to uh, do some work. I mean, the question for me more so is how much can Marco Rossi carry this team? But... It's it's Marco Rossi and it's Senna Peters. Yep. You know, Senna Peters played. Uh, he was he was a depth guy for Halifax last year. Um, I thought was maybe a borderline draftable prospect. Um, maybe a, a guy that uh, you keep an eye on for another year or two, uh, and especially at a tournament time like three this. Type guys, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's playing. I think he's playing for Rogel in um, in Sweden right now, and he's done pretty well. It's a pretty good program. So I'm. That's 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 going to be. That's that's going to be it. What can those two guys do? Yeah, I mean, last year, he was part of the team that got Austria up to the highest level. They were right. in the one A division and and managed to move up. So, scored six points in five games in that tournament. So, no stranger to that side of things when it comes to the Austrian national team either. Yeah, those are the two guys to keep an eye on uh, at forward, really. And then after that, not a lot. Fair enough. But uh, we'll stand them anyway, because why not? They have a guy named Maximilian Hangelmuller, which is enough for me to want to view for them, root for them. Well, we, so. just, we just went over Steph House. He just... He just joined Team Austria because that guy's got a great name. <laughs> so the, they do have one uh, defender, Luis Lindner, um, a guy to keep an eye on. For sure. It's part of the leadership group of that team. Um, I think you were really, you know, we're pushing Team Austria, but it's a long shot. Hey, you got to root for the underdog sometimes, even if they get blasted 10 to 1 by the USA or something. Yeah. You know, I don't judge. Go Team Austria. Let's talk about some of the other favorites here because you mentioned Canada got the easy group outside of Finland, but is it going to be a little bit of a bloodbath for, for everyone else with USA, Russia, and the Czechs? And yeah, Sweden, um, I guess, but I yeah, keep and counting out Sweden because of all the COVID. Yeah, so Sweden, Sweden missing a couple of the top guys. Um, their top center, arguably their top center, out with the with COVID uh, positive test, and then I don't know if he was a positive test or they just didn't bring him. But Simon Edmondson, uh, who is basically a Victor Hedman physical copy and paste. Yep. Um, not on the team, but is a guy that very real top 15 draft potential. So not as much firepower on team Sweden as we were, are accustomed to seeing where they do have a huge step up though, is in net where arguably the most exciting goaltender prospect for, to come out of Sweden, maybe ever. Uh, in Jesper Wallstead. Ever's a bit bold, but... I mean, as a draft prospect. Like, not going to say he's going to be the best NHL player ever, or the best NHL goaltender ever out of Sweden. There have obviously been a lot of good ones. 
Um, but but as a draft prospect, the dude is legit. So you know, for him for him to be locking down, uh, he has he has a job. Yeah, in the SHL. In the SHL, yeah, the top league uh, in Sweden as a draft eligible. Yeah, and he's and it's and he's posting great numbers. It's not like sure. It's it's not like he's got the job, but you're like, uh, he's on a bad team, kind of getting lit up. He kind of has it because they're you know they're banking on him. No, none of that. He's a top prospect kicking ass in the SHL as an 18 year old. Like the kid is unreal. If Sweden's gonna be if Sweden's gonna be a serious factor, and I count the Swedes out at your own peril here. Yeah. Um, sure. If they're going to be a real factor, it's going to be on him. It's mm-hmm. going to be because they win 2-1 every night because of that guy. He's legit. He's awesome. And he continues this run of really good goaltending prospects. I mean, you look Spencer Knight, Yaroslav Askarov, and now this kid. The next wave of, of great goaltenders, I guess. Yeah. Would be an interesting conversation someday for what future looks brighter in the NHL, forwards, defense, or goaltenders, just in general. But we might have to bring someone on to to help round out our goaltenders. We'll see if we ever do that show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> continuing on, the ever curious, at least when it comes to the World Juniors team for Russia. Russia just does weird things with lineups a lot of the time with this tournament. Yeah, so Russia's Russia is consistently a just an older team. Yep. Um they don't bring tons of draft guys. Uh I believe they took their WJC team to whatever cup it was that they played. Yeah, the the Four Nations or whatever. The the Karhala Cup. That one, sure. There's like yeah. eight of them. Yeah, um, they took that team. They took their WJC team to that. When they, um, the, the same tournament where you play a bunch of washed up NHLers, yeah, it, exactly. So <clears throat> that's uh, you know talking about ta- talking about uh, draft guys. Russia is not a great place for it because they tend to not play their dudes. You know, they this is the same country that put Andrei Svechnikov in a depth role. Yep, in his draft year, like psychos. Uh, they do have Daniil Chayko, um, maybe a first round prospect. We'll see. You think they'll contend for a medal? Russia, I mean, Russia's a tough out. I mean, they're always, because those guys play together so much. They play together for a long time. Um, even even without always having that really high-end talent all the time, which is weird to say about Russia. But this is like the one tournament where Russia and talent are kind of at odds. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, they always compete, man. I, it's just... The big thing is, is that that group is really tough, and if you're gonna go, if you're if you end up lower on in the table, you run the risk of taking on Canada immediately. 
then that's yeah. Then you just are leaving the tournament. Yeah, and then you're just very early. <laughs> done. But, so uh, I I mean, but somebody's gonna have to do it. Russia, Czech Republic, um, United States, Sweden, somebody's gonna have to be there. Yep. And Austria. Probably Austria. well, that's if Austria even gets out of groups, right? But yeah. Which, <laughs> would, be, which would be a huge victory for us. Yeah. Definitely. If they don't get relegated, I'm counting that as a dub. <laughs> but, yeah, and the same way the same way that we talked about uh Sweden with um Wallstead, who honestly may not even be their starter behind the guy whose name I can't say. His name is Hugo. Um <laughs> but uh the they have Askarov in net. Russia has Askarov, so And that's we talk about it all the time in the NHL playoffs in a tournament setting, Askarov night. Uh, if they decide to play their guy from Sweden, you get hot in the tournament, and all of a sudden you're you're two rounds deep into the eliminations because your goalie has carried you there. Yep, it's one of those things that happens. Oh, nobody these, gets eliminated. These, Let's go. These short term, uh, these short tournaments like this. So, you know. Um, you look around, you look at the United States team also. Spencer Knight is the man in net. Yep. So, again, the, the, it's going to be a very, a lot of great goaltending in this group, uh, in Pool B. Might be, uh, I mean, I feel like USA might run the score up on a couple of those teams, but you might have some low-scoring games, too. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, we'll get we'll get there with the Americans, but... Um, really, that's that's kind of it, man. Like, in terms of in terms of draft prospects, there aren't a ton in this in this group. Yeah, somewhat because the big draft guys, I think, are on the Finnish team. Yep. Um, there's a couple of guys from Czech Republic, and that you're, you know, maybe. Yeah, but. Hard to to place the Czech Republic guys at the top of the list, certainly. Yeah, and like you always you always keep an eye on, you know, who's the, the like the, you always this tournament always produces depth guys. Yep. You this always where from, people from make a name for themselves for sure. Yeah. yeah. Where a guy you know, a guy has a really good uh international tournament. You you know, Slovakia, you look at a guy like uh Max Chaikovich. Mm-hmm. You know, whose international international prowess essentially is the only reason he's ever been a meaningful prospect. Yep. Um, and then, you know, has kind of fallen apart at every other every other level he's played. But internationally, he was insane. Yep. So, you know, these international tournaments, these international competitions, they mean a lot for some of these, especially guys like the, the Czech Republic. You know, guys where this is a big opportunity for them to show out against top competition that they're not going to get to play against. Yep. In their, you know, playing in the extra Liga. Yeah, it's just... And, I mean, for a lot of teams, I think the Czech Republic is probably one of the more underscouted countries, honestly. So... Definitely. You have to make a name for yourself on these national stages. But 
We can take our second period break there and tell you guys about StravaCraft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can get 20% off when you use DNVR20 code at StravaCraftCoffee.com. And if you love the product, you can sign up for their subscription service for two, three, four, six, or eight weeks and get 20% off every single time you buy. Highly recommend it. It's some great stuff. Helps with migraines particularly. So jump on it. Give it a try today. And, yeah, just help support our sponsors, help support us. It's it's awesome stuff. On that note, be sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well because uh, that helps us too. All right, AJ. We've been beating around the bush a little bit here. Let's go back to uh, the other group. You want to start with Finland and just talk about the wealth of prospects there? Yeah, so Finland. Finland's obviously been on the, the, the rise the last couple of years, but they – They've got some guys again this year to keep an eye on. Yep. Um, draft wise. Um, and it's funny because their most exciting prospect is a 16 year old. <laughs> it's the not, way it goes sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's not a guy that's draft eligible this year, but it's Brad Lambert, which may be the most finished name I've ever heard in my life. Brad Lambert. Yeah. I'm- Sounds like he comes from Nebraska or something, but <laughs> so Lambert is part of the 2022 draft class that is at the moment looking to be insane at the top. Um, with Lambert, Shane Wright, and Matt Savoie, you're really looking at uh, a three-headed monster at the top of that draft. Shane Wright was the 16-year-old who got cut from Team Canada. Um, Savoie's brother goes to DU and was, I think, a fourth-round pick this year. A guy that I really liked. Um, Going to be interesting. Um, Brad Lambert, a legit stud. Uh, he's he's the guy that I would say, watch him now to keep an eye on him. Yep. Uh, just because he's going to be, this is not going to be like, oh, maybe the Avs can draft this guy. This guy is going to be at the top of his draft class. Um, the big, the big thing, the, the the major omission from Team Finland this time around is the Ratty brother that was supposed to be has top five, plummeted down draft lists. Honestly, has not has not had a good year and didn't even make this team. Yep, his. His older brother Aku Aku yeah. is still on the team, but yeah, what was a lot of people were putting Atu at the best prospect for the 2021 draft before the season started, and yeah. that fall has come quick. Yep. So, but I, you know, maybe part of that is also the fact that a lot of the risers come from the NCAA right now on draft lists. You see a lot of dudes because the NCAA is playing hockey. Certainly, yeah, it helps. <laughs> it helps, man. But NCAA is kind of always a, a weird mixed bag, right? Because you get a lot of Americans there, you get a lot of Canadians there, but you also get some some Europeans that come over to play. So you get a little bit of everything there, and at least for the Canadians and the Americans. Not very many end up making the team because of all the guys that they have already drafted being eligible to play in this tournament. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, what's the USA brought at least one 
I need to pull up their roster. Hang on. So I would say before we bail on Finland, uh, sure. the one the one draft eligible guy this year that you do want to keep an eye on is Sammy Hellenius's kid, Samuel. Who really is creative names over there in Finland, eh? A giant human being uh, <laughs> when you consider that he is 18 years old and is already six foot six, uh, and moves pretty well. So I would keep an eye on him. Uh, I really don't know where his draft stock is at this point. I, it's so it's so hard to figure out outside of the very tip top guys. Honestly, uh, the tip top guys this year, man, nobody knows. Outside of the Michigan trio, yeah, uh, it's like uh, I don't know. It's been it's it's been it's going to be maybe the toughest draft ever. We talked about that last year, but this year with. Like the WHL and OHL may not have seasons. Yeah, you have multiple leagues looking at canceling their season. You have dudes playing all over the place. Kids from the WHL trying to play in junior A leagues, and the junior A leagues are getting canceled. So, yeah, I mean, where's Jean-Luc Foody these days? He, well, he was in, like, Sweden's third-tier league. Yeah, like... Yeah, so it's craziness, for sure. Yeah, and that guy's drafted. Like, he's good. Yep. He's in line for an ELC. You're feeling good about him, but these guys, I have no idea how they're going to draft beyond the second round this year at this point. Um, but anyway, point being, Hellenius, keep an eye on that kid for Finland too. He's huge. Yep. Uh, he moves pretty well for his size. He's off to a good start. Um, not a lot of flash, but keep an eye on him. There you go. Thank you, William. Yeah, Beneers. I probably said that oh, wrong. I can I can talk a lot about Maddie Beneers. He is one first time the only first time draft eligible brought by Team USA. The first time that I talked about Maddie Beneers was I think two years ago. Um you remember that Team USA squad that was Caulfield and Hughes and yeah. and the the development program team that yep. got 14 players drafted. Yep. There was one guy on that team that was 16 years old. It was Maddie Beneers. Yep. And he is, as much as I loved Matt Boldy, Beneers is cut from the same cloth, um, but better. He is a he is a do everything jack of all trades forward two way center kind of deal a two way yeah. guy. Well, and the, what, what's great about him is that he has the versatility. He's playing center. He's played a ton of wing too, and he's been effective in both. He can do a little bit of everything. He plays all three forward positions at a high level right now. Uh, he's already torn up college hockey in the little bit that he's played, playing on a super stacked. Michigan, Michigan team obviously <laughs> was helping, uh, but he is—he's a really good all-around prospect. He's—he's uh, he's very legit. I don't know that he is like a really high-end kind of guy. His his best comparable, honestly, might be Matt Boldy, just because they both play that same really smart, really effective, strong two-way physical style. I, I like Veneers more than I like Pulte. Um I think Veneers is probably my favorite prospect in this year's draft. AJ really, really liked Boldy, for the record. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that's why that's why the wild took him. I really like that Beckman too, and they took that guy. Yeah, AJ can't have anything he likes. It's, it's just the way. I'm, they ended up with Byram and New Hook that year. Yeah, like, yeah, true, true. But you know, when that happened, you and I were like, "We can't believe this is going to be the greatest draft show we've ever done." <laughs> we're so happy. We're so excited. Yeah, true. I I certainly had no complaints. Uh, yeah, I I guess the Blues ended up with Alexandrov a little bit later in that draft. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a dick punch. What can you do? Not get punched. I don't I, I don't know, Colin. A lot of AJ's favorite end up being Ducks, too. Which makes me feel good, because they <laughs> draft well. This United States team is honestly going to be a lot of fun. Um, yep. I, I try not to, I try not to, like, really crazy hype them up, because United States hockey has a long history of disappointment. Not doing the thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I don't get too amped up about it, but this should be a really good team. This might be the best and the, the last really great American squad for a couple of years. A while. Unless the youngest Hughes brother can do something, but. I tell you, dude, Luke Hughes. For real? <laughs> he's pretty good, man. <laughs> All right. Any other uh, random offshoot prospects you want to talk about, or should we just wrap this thing up and give Austria the gold medal here? I mean, obviously, we're going to give Austria the gold medal. Um, they're 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 bay, <laughs> but I really do want to say that the United States should compete. This should be a team that competes. Um, you, Drew Drew Hellison, their defense, so the United States defense is very defensive. There's a lot of really good defenders on it. Um, not not as much puck moving skill as some of the others, but I'm really looking forward to to Drew Ellison. I mean, you put you put a defense like that in front of Spencer Knight, and it's not going to be easy to score on. It, theoretically, it should be it should be pretty tough. Yeah, so should be some interesting hockey to say the least. All right, let's do it this way. Austria gets the platinum medal. Give me your gold, silver, bronze predictions. Um, I mean, gold is going to obviously be Canada. Um, I just don't. I'm I'm never counting out Team Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to go with them as silver. And then probably Finland. I'm taking USA for the silver. I'll stick with your Finland for bronze. But I think Sweden's on the outs this year. I just don't. I, I mean, even when Sweden is not. Even when they're not loaded up on... Uh, not at full power. They're still yeah. incredibly powerful. Yeah, they, sure. their, their goaltending is just so good, man. So, I'm not... Uh, DD yeah. Krebs versus Newhook for AJ and I is going to be a great what-if for a very, very long time, I think. Yeah, like, I... <laughs> I preferred Krebs um, for the style, but, like, if you go back and you listen to all of our 
shows leading up to the draft, we loved New Hook, and yep. there was no qualms about taking him. Certainly not disappointed that you ended up with New Hook, put it that yeah. way. There was <laughs> no the the only question was uh the stylistic fit, right? Uh Krebs was the the all around two way guy. Could he have been the Ryan O'Reilly um for Nathan McKinnon long term? And then whereas Alex Newhook is more offensive buy in. And then Newhook had his freshman year and it was like, Yep. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I and well and like and it's funny because Krebs had a great year too. Yeah, he off did. Achilles injury on a really bad Winnipeg. Got back game. to health and absolutely murdered with Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah, that's not. It was not a good ice team, and he was he was awesome. He does everything for that club, and he, uh, yeah, he's great. Uh, the middle round guy that Minnesota took a couple years ago that I really liked was Ivan Lodnia. Lodnia, new hooker, so coffee. Like more on New Hook, easy. Oh yeah, New Hook definitely. I I will say I've come around more on Caulfield, um, and I'm heartened to know that Caulfield was not going to be if New Hook, if New Hook had gone to Montreal, like so many people were expecting, the Avs would have gone with Krebs, and then we would be having the Krebs Caulfield thing. Yep, which I would have no issues with. Same. On that note. I guess it's time to wrap up. Uh, I'm super excited for WJCs. I know AJ yeah. is as well. Hope you guys are too. Look, it's hockey that is actually watchable and awesome. So we'll probably do at least one more, if not a couple more shows on it over the next week or two. We'll definitely at least be doing a segment as to what's going on during WJCs yep. while things are going down. So we'll have some of that information for you at very least keeping up with the abs prospects there. Uh, i isn't next week our season previews start? I believe they're supposed to. Um, so we have to find the time to start making them. Coming very shortly. We have a bunch of season preview stuff for the Avs coming your way. So keep your eyes peeled for that next week as well. Putting a lot of work into these. Shout out our production team who's right now like working their butts off on New Year's Eve to to get all the graphics and stuff ready for that. So when they come out, be sure to watch them. They're awesome. We're going to get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening. However, can you consume the podcast? Y'all know the drill there. We will be off for Christmas Day, usually five days a week. But, you know, when it's a holiday like that, sometimes you got to take a day off. For the record, we're also off on New Year's Day. So. Yeah. 200 and like 20 some pods this year, I think. So yeah. a couple days off at the end's All right, I guess. Uh, anyway. Thank you again. We will catch all of you guys next week on Monday.